I was the first trans girl to ever do a phone hotline commercial. Wait, really? Uh huh. No way. Yeah. <laughs> the first? The first. This is back into your story. Fantastic. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, and for everyone that's watching, uh, our roles are reversed. I'm actually getting interviewed today. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you're, you're, you're very fortunate because I normally wouldn't do that. But Aww. because it's you, no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I always like to start off every podcast with uh, having our guests kind of just do a brief introduction, name, astrological sign, birthday. I'm just joking, but a brief introduction <laughs> is fine. Um, so my name is Brittany Cade. I am an adult trans actress. Um, I recently won Avian's Best Trans Newcomer. And yeah, I, I also do modeling. <laughs> um, been in the game for a little over a year now. And yeah, I'm still new to it, but I'm loving it. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, that is, uh, that had to be such like a surreal experience, right? Um, yeah, I, I really didn't think that I would win, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, like I had some fierce competition, but I don't know. I was honored. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's a fantastic um, achievement to have your industry appreciate the hard work that you've been able to you know do over you know the this amount of time, especially in twenty twenty two, right? Because it's twenty twenty three, but it would be twenty twenty two, correct? From the work, yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, work. yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, do you remember what that experience was like when they called your name up? Um, yeah, I was like, I was really shocked, but, um, I really wish that they would have let me gone on stage yeah. and accepted the award, but, um, nonetheless, like the recognition, the fact that I even won is an honor and it is still like a new category. I'm only the second person to ever like receive that wow. award. So it's really cool that they're like opening the doors and like expanding on um, really showing the trans girls some love. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, number two, that like, I mean, number one, but like the second person to ever do it, like that's mm -hmm. that it, that is an honor. And, you know, you know, years from now, that'll it's it's all I can say is like it's iconic. Right. Because, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> um, you know, anytime that they open up new categories, especially for, you know, transgenders. Um, I, I think it's it, it's very, very special. Right. And um, I wish they would have had you come up on stage. But nonetheless, you know, um, recognition is is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's going in the right direction. I feel like yes. eventually I would love to see, you know, us being incorporated in the other girls categories yes. as well. So, yeah, but definitely right now like, your time will come. Yeah, it'll it'll happen. Right. You know, <laughs> um, you know, for you, where does your story start like where did you grow up i grew up in palm springs california okay nice <laughs> we were just talking about that a second ago but yeah. i kind of always kick off every podcast uh you know always liking to know where people come from so the listeners know um growing up in palm springs uh first thing that comes to my mind is hot yeah it's really <laughs> hot out there um it's a desert yeah. so and, uh, there's nothing to do out there it just gets hot and I don't know. It's kind of 
for me, it was a little miserable growing up. Like, there's nothing really to do out there but math. (laughs) 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 It's one of those type of towns. I get that. (laughs) For sure. For sure. You know, um, well, then it's very good that you got out. Yeah. (laughs) No, 100%. (laughs) That's cool. Um, You know, for you growing up in... um, in Palm Springs, ever since you were little, did you have aspirations to move out and come, you know, up this way? I did. Um, well, I mean, maybe not necessarily LA, but I always wanted to be a model. Um, (laughs) and I always wanted to be an actress. Um, and I never would have thought that this is the way that I would be living out my dream, (laughs) but, um, it's kind of what happened. So, yeah, once I got signed with my current agency um, and my work and career really started taking off, that's when I made the move to like, okay, I need to be out here. There's nothing for me out there in Palm yeah. Springs at all. So plus I was like out here constantly already yeah. and it just it made it so much easier. Like living in the valley, it's like porn capital. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's been that way forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> um, you, you know, for you, like you, when you were younger, you wanted to do like acting and modeling. Uh, I'm sure this has been asked you many times, but like, how, how does one find yourself in the old adult entertainment world? Um, so I guess it's a different experience for me, but I have gotten, um, like offers yeah. from like directors and producers ever since I was like 17. Holy shit. Um, cause I had done like news articles, um, when I was younger about my transition and it kind of, and I did do YouTube for a while and it like kind of gave me a name or a presence, I guess. So yeah, I was getting scouted ever since then. So I knew it was always an option for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I also had tons of girlfriends that were already in the industry. So it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah, they definitely helped me get my foot in the door for sure. That's that's awesome. You know, for you, when you started to um, transition, was it like, OK, I'm, I'm going to do this and then also document my experience? Because like I know that you had the YouTube and everything, but like f- it's got to be hard enough to go through that experience. Right. And especially yeah. like in, in today's day and age, um, where everyone has a fucking opinion, but to then put it out there with the world, but that's, that's like a, another level. How did that even come about? Um, it definitely was another level, but for me, I don't know, growing up, I transitioned around 13 so that I didn't really have any, it was before Caitlyn Jenner even came out. Like there were yeah. n- there were no representation of trans women aside from porn. Yes. <laughs> um, so for me, I definitely wanted to be an inspiration um, for the next generation, or just like even older people or anyone that might feel or go through some of the things I've been through. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, um, like you said, an, an inspiration, right? Putting yourself out there because, yes, you are going to inspire people, but then you're also going to inspire people to hate on you, right? Oh, for sure. For sure, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you get you get both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you think that when people started to really watch and, you know, 
follow your experience. Was that weird? Um, I didn't expect it to be so, um, I don't know. I, I didn't expect people to like want to see it so much, but again, it was at a time where it wasn't like oversaturated. It wasn't like, it was still kind of taboo. And I remember even filming a TV show that never got picked up, but it was about me being a transgender teen. And I don't know, it was weird for me to think that people would like want to watch this or like (laughs) be interested in this type of thing. But um, I think it just goes to show that there's a lot of people out there like me or just aren't educated and want to educate themselves. Yeah, I think it does. It definitely does come down to education, regardless of if that's what you're going through yourself or not. But to be able to understand what an individual is going through, right? Like, I, I can't imagine what that's like being, you know, being born a biological male and then having feelings that, wait a minute, I'm, I, I feel like a woman, right? It's definitely I, a mind fuck. It's yeah. gotta be a mind fuck. <laughs> and you know, for you, was that like, I mean, it had to be like since you were a little kid. Yeah. Um, it was really hard. Like I struggled with depression and like suicidal thoughts and tendencies for the longest time. Um, and I feel like once I discovered this is what, this is what I am. Like this all makes sense to me. Like, and I did transition. It was kind of like I had a whole new lease on life and it turned my entire life around. Like I was so happy to get up and like get all girly, (laughs) (laughs) um, go out. And yeah, um, it, it solved so many of the issues that I was facing for sure. That's it's it's really fascinating, and and to hear you say that and see like the way your face glows when you you talk about it because like <laughs> it, it, it it's true like I I can't imagine how dark your life um, was at those those moments but then you know going through that at, at that moment in time did you have like a good support system I mean because it's got to be kind of lonely you know oh for sure like I dropped out after the sixth grade because I was getting bullied so hard. <laughs> So, yeah, I was getting, like, beaten up and shit, and, um, yeah, so I never really had friends that I could rely on, and also dealing with, like, a lot of things going on in my home life, my father being completely absent, um, I really just kind of had my grandmother, my mom was definitely supportive of my transition, and... Yeah, I am thankful for that because it did enable me to do it so young. And if I could, I would have done it younger, to be honest. (laughs) But I'm definitely blessed to at least have some support. Like so many people have no one, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got to be very, very challenging. Um, what do you say to the people out there that, you know, talk about, uh, individuals that are transitioning, but you know, maybe they're confused or they're, you know, they're just going through depression, right? Like, do you think that there are kind of like a mix, like people like yourself, like for sure. And then people that are confused and don't have support and just don't know, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's people out there that say like, there's, there's both sides, right? 
like they don't know that they're trans yet. Yeah, not that they don't know that they're, they're trans. Questioning. They're, yeah, like that if they just had, you know, support, right, that, you know, maybe they wouldn't be trans, but, you know, society is pushing them in that direction. I don't believe this. I'm just saying there's people out there that, you know, that uh, say that trans is a, a mental illness, which yes, is kind of that. fucking crazy, right? <laughs> like, um, what is... To like me, I definitely... I don't think it's a mental illness. I definitely believe it's, if anything, if anything, like a genetic defect. Um, because for me, um, my it was like a biological defect. Like mentally, I am female, but my body, when I was born, did not like yeah. align with that. Um, I do think that there are a lot of people that. Um, I want to be careful the way I say this, but some people I do think are actually trans. Um, and I do believe it's a very small percentage. I think a lot of people might just, I want to say jump on the bandwagon kind yeah. of, but some of them do. And I do feel like it gives it the whole community a really bad name. Yeah especially when I see things in the news, like some guy in jail that assaulted a woman is using being trans as a way to like get away from, or like be in solidarity or like be have more access to women because yeah. he, I'm sorry, but you're he, if you're presenting as a male, I'm going to call you a male. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I know. I, don't be sorry. I was trying to tiptoe around the question because I didn't know how to ask it. No, but, yeah. but, but you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head and exactly what you just said is exactly what, what, what I believe, you know? And, um, because there are people out there that are absolutely born in the wrong fucking body. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, that that is that is a fact I, I look at you like a fact <laughs> right and yeah. and and i'm sorry that you have to go through that but you have made the best of it and and oh, you truly are an inspiration to so many people and it Thank is you. fantastic um and there are people out there like the guy that uh you know with the whole jail situation you know um and and i think as a society we need to be able to have these nuanced conversations right yeah not mm -hmm. everything is one way or the other way right yeah definitely not um i don't know i think i understand that like it's not good to really divide a community but i don't want my community to be tarnished by people that think that they can use it it's kind of like using religion or like yeah. a priest using <laughs> Kids and Catholic, Catholic to, to get away shit. with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Version. You know, and, and that you're definitely correct. Right. And, and, and these are the conversations in America that we should be having. Right. I think it's yeah. very, very important. And so I think podcasting is very important because you can have these long form conversations instead of what you see on, you know, the news channels where it's like five second blurps and you, no one gets to even share how they truly feel and nothing really ever gets solved. Um, and so, you know, being open and speaking your truth is freaking huge. Yeah. And I don't know, I think especially in the trans community, I don't want 
people to get the wrong idea and think, oh, like we support people like that because, oh, well, they identify as, and it's like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but. No, you're, you're, no, and you're definitely correct. And, 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 you know, you're, your community has come so far, so fucking far, you know, um, and, and, and to see, you know, these individuals that are just, it's sometimes just like trying to fucking burn it all down. It's just like, no, let's, you know, step back and have these conversations because we can have different viewpoints on 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 topics and um you know the more open dialogue that we have the more education um and the more understanding people have and that's why like i thought it was when i was you know reading about you know being so open when you were transitioning and documenting your experience i was like and especially before a lot of people were doing it you know documenting (laughs) their experience i was like god that that takes a lot of courage (laughs) Of some pretty big balls. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Um, so when you you know you you started documenting your experience, you went you went through all of that. Um, at, at at what age um, did you kind of then really start getting into modeling and you know everything that you're doing today? Um, I did modeling when I was around. 17 but I just had so much going on at home and like things I was dealing with that I wasn't able to pursue it um it's so funny I remember the day I signed with that management company they had told me you can never do porn if you do porn your career is over and we can't do anything with you um and then fast forward to that 2021 I stepped into the porn scene (laughs) (laughs) and that's when I really got a taste of like the industry and because I I love being behind the camera I don't know what it is I'm an attention whore (laughs) (laughs) I love it (laughs) do do you remember the uh your your first experience because that's got to be nerve-wracking right uh my first time on set yeah um like for porn yeah yeah um can I say porn on here? Do you want me to? You can it? curse. You can say whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. Okay, cool. Of course. Um, so my first scene was actually, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of. So sorry. Why? You're good. My phone went off. It's all good. It's all good. Don't trip. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> blooper. <laughs> um, so my first scene was actually not nerve-wracking i feel like i'm kind of an exhibitionist in a way where like having a bunch of people on set or like them watching what i'm doing or what's going on kind of turns me on (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah my first scene went really good and as soon as i went home they were like okay call me back they wanted me back for more so I thought it was a pretty good sign and eventually that company that I did those first couple scenes for um, gave me the award for best new face at the T Awards that following March. So Wow. Right off the bat, winning awards, girl. (laughs) Jesus. That's awesome. Um, uh, You know, 
getting into the you know the adult industry um did did your friends and family you know look down upon it oh my god (laughs) yeah um it's so funny like my mom had no problem with it when she was getting a piece of the pie but (laughs) once I like cut her off financially that's when she at least completely turned on me Mm -hmm. and it was really unfortunate um, because I kind of felt like I was being used and um, it is what it is. They all found out like um, there have been even fans that have sent (laughs) screenshots of (laughs) me naked with my dick out (laughs) into my family because I have put them in the public eye. Like I have no stage name. So it's like, you can look up those old articles, find them and they have. And, um, so it definitely put a rift in my family and, um, yeah, but I do feel like I've gained a whole new family, um, with everyone I've met (laughs) since being in porn. Uh, I've met so many other trans performers that I really do um, like having in my life and would consider them like part of the family that I've created for myself. Um, And not even trans, but just other performers in general. So you gain some, you lose some. Definitely. But that's got to be hard, right? Because growing up, Especially when you're younger, this is your family. This is your mom. This is your dad. This is grandma. This is, you know, all of these people. And then, you know, having these individuals, you know, take advantage uh, of you. It, it's got to, it's, yeah, it's got to be a, a tough experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it is what it is. Like, there's not always going to be someone out there that wants to see you good or do good like there's going to be people out there that want to see you fail because it makes them feel better about their own shitty mistakes or if they do see you doing good they're gonna i don't know make up rumors and for whatever reason to give an excuse for why their life is going nowhere (laughs) you know so i kind of see it as how i would see it as a hater um I can't be around that energy or have that in my life. So, yeah, there's definitely consequences to being in porn. Like, I don't want to over right? No, it is sure. wonderful. <laughs> but there are downsides and losing family members or having them find out is definitely something you have to deal with. Yeah. Were you... Uh... I mean, this is a, this this was a decision that you made, though. You're you're an yeah. adult, right? Like, uh-huh. and you know, my thought process behind it is like, if you truly love and care for a person, as long as they're not killing anyone, right, <laughs> or you know, blowing the world up, like, yeah, I could see how it would be hard as a parent, right? But like at the end of the day, if you truly love and care for for your kid, then you know, you, you figure it out. Yeah. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, there are some porn stars out there that do have, like, both their mom and dad yeah. and support them, and they're very blessed, but I do think it is more on the rare side, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard, right? 
I, 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 t- I totally get that. Right. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what, an, you, you don't know what another person's life is. Cause I can't walk in their shoes. I only walk in my shoes. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's, that's how that, that, that goes. But, um, you know, you just keep on pushing forward. Right. That's all you can do at this point. Yeah. It sucks that there's so much stigma around it. Why is that? Because it's the number one most consumed content on the face of the freaking planet. (laughs) Everyone and their mom watches it or has watched it from time to time. More than Hollywood movies, more than games, more than everything. Absolutely. But it's got such a negative connotation to it. I think people that hate on porn stars are like people that go through drive throughs and like hate the workers working yep. there. It's yeah. like you're still consuming the product. A hundred percent. But I don't know. I think things are changing, especially with OnlyFans. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, but everyone is on there. Like, yes. Um, so it's kind of sparked and I feel a new sexual revolution. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see you know, what's in store for the future that hopefully things aren't going to be so like ostracized because of big time <laughs> you're important. Like, well, it puts the power also back into the creator too. Right. It, it does. In, yeah. a, in a very large way, unlike before. Right. Um, where, you know, I was talking with Nicole Anderson about this is like you, you film this content, the production company pays you for it. Then a flat, rate. a flat rate, and then they do whatever the fuck they want with it, right? For years to come forever, down. and yeah. and there's nothing like you get nothing right after that, right? There's no residuals. There's there's literally nothing, <laughs> and we we created a clip about this, and it got what millions of views, right? Yeah, like three point five three point five million views, right? People really don't know that <laughs> porn stars are literally just getting paid for the day. Yeah, <laughs> like. We don't make, we don't continue to make money off of scenes and viewers and yeah, the production companies do. There, there's no like agency really or like, um, like directors guild. No, no. To protect there's us. no union. <laughs> yeah, no union. There's no union. You guys should make. It. I'm gonna fix this mic real quick though. Okay. Okay. Cool. Is that good? How's that look, Tyler? Does that do you fix it? Was the mic in the way? Uh, better than ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that clip went massively viral and so many people don't realize that, right? Like everyone watch it, people on Pornhub and this hub and that hub. Right. And, um, and I don't know the way the, 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 the structure works about people getting paid for all that stuff, but it's just like, if you film something, you get paid, whatever you get paid. It's like, yeah, you signed off on that. But if they're taking that and just, blasting it out to the freaking world. Well, fuck yeah. Something like only fans is going to come along and change the entire game. Yeah. It's really where the money is at. Like for me, that's my biggest source of income. Yeah. Um, even though I am shooting like every week, if not multiple times a week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you, which one do you enjoy more? Um, I really do enjoy doing scenes for my own site. Yes. Say it again. <laughs> BrittanyK.com. Fantastic. We'll, we'll blast it off everywhere. I promise. I promise. Um, um, but I do love being on set too. I love acting. So it's fun to like play a character. So yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you see this all going? Where do I see what going? You know, uh, 
Brittany K. Like, where do you see <laughs> like the, the future? Like, do you eventually want to uh, get, you know, behind the camera and direct and film? Do you want to just continue um, to act for many? Like, have well, you ever I'm thought about that? Definitely going to be on camera for as long as I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, Make that money, girl. <laughs> yeah. I do want to um, take home best trans performer of the year at EVN next year. So I'm sure you will. Um, but long term, I would love to eventually open my own agency for trans performers. Wow. I'm the only trans performer that I know that's signed any agency. Um, so there is a need for it i feel i would agree because <laughs> transform is blowing up and yeah it's i know they didn't realize it at the time but i'm definitely one of their biggest money makers in signing me on so i don't doubt that either you know and so if you can then create an agency right like yeah. that's that's fucking huge <laughs> that's huge that's long term money too right and i'd love to Kind of be like a mother figure to the girls too, and kind of show them the ropes. And Look at you! <laughs> no, I love that. I love that, and I think that's so good. You know, it's like your your entire story, if you document your experience beforehand, and just like inspiring and helping people. Um, and you know, now putting that, if if you can put that towards the adult industry, I think that would be huge, and and a lot of people would gravitate towards that. It's something you should definitely create. I think it'd be very special. It's definitely goals. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I still love you, Hussey, though. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a like a surreal experience signing with them? Um, I guess it was in a way because I'm the first that my agent has ever taken on. So that was cool. Um, but it was like um, a three-year contract, so I'm still in for another two years. Um, and yeah, I it's funny. I saw him on Netflix first. He did like this show um, about the adult industry, and he kind of gets like a bad rep for it, but I feel like it's brought not only him so much exposure and business, but it's also it showed like a real side of like being in the industry yeah. um, what was it called oh fuck what's the name of it what's the per can you pull it up uh just production company name um uh, it was for netflix it was something with sex um it was a docuseries mm. consequence mm. His name is Riley Reynolds. We're good. Yeah, there you go. You'll be able to pull it up. I just want to give him some, uh, yeah. give him, show him some love. Uh, this was a docu series that he created on Netflix. Oh, Hot Girls Wanted. Oh Hot no Girls way! Wanted, yeah. Pull that up on the screen real quick. If you guys haven't seen this, is a wow, really? Yeah, he created that here. That was his. Um. Well, he was in a couple of the episodes. Yeah. I believe, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hot Girls Wanted. So uh, filmmakers Jill Brewer, uh, Bauer and Rana Gratis shed light on Florida's amateur porn industry through the experience of five young women in the business. Wow. I remember when that came out. I remember watching it. I yeah. wasn't even like of age. No. <laughs> little, little did I believe Shit, that. 2015. Like, no way. I did not even remember I know. That. He's been in the game for a minute. Yeah. So. And so he created the agency. He did. Him and... Ryan is his partner. Okay. Um, Hussey Models. We took home, I think, nine AVNs. Pull that year. up, Tyler. 
Hussy models. Nice. <laughs> really giving him a shout out right now. No, why not? Why not? I mean, I like to, you know, share content, you know, when we're when we're talking about it. So, um, but yeah, Hussy models. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. not. Uh, yeah, I don't Is know. If you click on it. We'll see. Ah, there we go. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. There we go. Awesome. Family. <laughs> <laughs> so do you you work together with a lot of these uh, girls? I do. Nice. I was just in Miami shooting for they own two websites. Okay. See him fuck and Hussy Pass. Wait, say that again. See him fuck. See him fuck. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but I was like one of the first trans girls to really do that. So. It's really cool. Yeah. What was it? Why did they, you know, because like you're saying, like you don't know really anyone in, in the industry that's trans that's signed to an agency. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Why you? Um, <laughs> I think, unfortunately, it goes back to stigma. Um, it's funny. You can find it in so many micro niche, um, communities, but even in the porn community, uh, I feel like for the longest time performers didn't want to work with us. And now clearly that's changing. And like every big cisgender porn star, like wants or porn star, that's a girl that wants to do a scene with a trans girl. Or at least collab and do OnlyFans content, yes. just because it's such a big, um, like fetish that's like really taken off in the past five years, yeah. I'd say, um, and it's only growing more and more each year. Numbers don't lie. No, no. <laughs> so, I mean, there was a huge explosion during the pandemic, especially you know, yeah. like the past two three years. Um, the, the amount is just blown up astronomically you know what do you think that is why (laughs) um i think it's more accepted it's more talked about and represented and i think more people are being comfortable with themselves about liking it and being attracted to it um and it's being more normalized yeah so the more it progresses that way, the better it'll do. <laughs> and Definitely. it really has. And I'm lucky to ride the wave. <laughs> <right> <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you're, you're, you're definitely part of the wave, which is fucking cool, <laughs> you know. Um, for, you know, working in the adult industry, what is something that you, what, what do you love best about it? What do I love best about? Um, to be honest, I love, the exposure (laughs) that it gives to my own platform. Um, I had done webcamming since I was 18 and did OnlyFans for about a year before I did porn. So part of my decision for doing porn was definitely to get my name out there and, yeah, (laughs) um, get an even larger audience. And it's blessed me with that. Definitely. What do you like least about the industry? Mm, I definitely don't like, um, I guess, the stigma that goes along with it of people thinking, oh, you're in porn and you must be on drugs or you must have had a fucked up childhood, which might be true for me. (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) 
Not for everyone. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh about that. I'm just laughing (laughs) because you're laughing. So I feel like a dick right now. No, don't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a lot of stigma that you're signing up for when you get into the industry. Um, And just dealing with the consequences of that. And, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. It's not easy at all it takes a certain type of person to um have their head on their shoulders and really go far um unfortunately that's why there's such a high turnover rate for the models like to be in for over three months is pretty long (laughs) for most people that get into the industry so um if you're able to like turn it into a career and um, despite the consequences and just like roll with the punches, I think, I don't know, it's a dream job for me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, and I totally respect that. right? And I believe that everyone should have the right to do what they want to do yeah, and not feel judged for every step and move that they make. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, once again, I go back to it. It's, the adult industry, porn, it is the most consumed content on the face <laughs> of the fucking planet. It is. Yeah. And yes, are there stigmas in it for uh, absolutely true, right? But I think as a society, we are uh, moving in the right direction. And which is kind of crazy is like there are a lot of European countries that will show porn on like basic cable, you know, <laughs> like nudity is not a fucking problem, yeah. you know. But in America, um, it's we've come a long way, but we've got a lot more to grow. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's so weird because it is the most consumed content. So you'd think it'd be like the most accepted, but it's like, it's still kind of like taboo, right? (laughs) Which is like so strange to me. It's weird for me, like, especially facing so much like criticism and stigma for being trans. And then I get into porn and I face more of it for not even being trans, but just for that. And I'm like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like when can I catch a break? Jeez. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, I, I want to take it back though, um, to what you something you said earlier. You know, when you were younger, you got bullied a lot that you had to drop out in sixth grade. Yeah. What you know, kids bullying, it's a fucking problem, right? It's a fucking problem. Kids are assholes, right? And you just I don't, it's like, you don't know any better, but still like kids are mean, you know, they're, they're, they're mean to each other. And, you know, I, I can't imagine what you, what you went through and looking back at that experience, like what, what does that look and feel like? Honestly, it was awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how I got through it, to be honest. Um, I, it's a miracle that I made it out without honestly like killing myself because it was awful. I would go to school and people would literally tell me, Oh, you should just kill yourself. And they would beat me up. I would have my shit. Like people open my backpack and just dump everything out and I'd be trampled at PE. Like it was awful. Um, and around this time, it was like especially bad because even for just not even trans youth, but like gay youth were killing themselves at like the highest rates America's ever seen. Um, Honestly, I would say that I don't think that bullying 
is as big of a problem as it was when I was a child. I think there has been a lot of progress. Um, I know elementary schools that are literally talking about like education and pronouns and all this shit. And it's like, there was none of that for my generation. <laughs> like there was no Caitlin. There was, and so I think it just made it all the more harder for me. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. There, <laughs> there was no way that I could have made it out and not transitioned like transition transitioning for me was kind of like giving the middle finger to everyone that did want to see me um fail or um not (laughs) be around it was kind of just um I don't know I wasn't gonna give like my bullies the satisfaction of me like offing myself yeah um have you ever had any of them reach out to you uh, no, wow. I've had them um, like after transitioning, like hit me up and like try and get at me. Though. Get the heck out of here. No. <laughs> and it's what? Yeah, it's what, what the heck, man? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It's kind of I don't know. It was really very satisfactory satisfactory like yeah. him down though. no <laughs> like, for no, sure no. fuck that dude like seriously but yeah it's like fuck you dude no I, I i get that but yeah it's it's gotta be hard and i don't know if um if tyler will you look this up has bullying numbers gone down in america but something that you you did say though is um kids are more open today than they've ever I been i do think so that's yeah. a fact regardless if numbers have gone down or not they are open and which maybe they, they have gone down and we're going to find out shortly, but like, um, yes, kids are, it's, it's completely different than, you know, I'm 36 years old mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, kids were fucking ruthless, you know, uh, back then. Um, um, and, and now things are people are a lot more open. What'd you find? It's saying that, uh, cyber bullying is much more common now, yeah. uh, but it makes sense with the internet. Yes. Um, I got a little chart right here. Let's see. Oh, wait. Um, right there. So overall, one in six high school students reported being bullied in 2017. So and six, it's definitely more of like the lesbian, gay. Oh, for sure. for sure. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of average. Yeah. It's kind of stagnant. Yeah. I mean, definitely cyber bullying. Oh, what's, what are those graphics? Graphs done? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I suicide think rates. Oh, wow. those suicide rates have fucking gone up, dude. Look oh. at that. 1999 to 2019. What is that? Deaths per 100,000. Wow. Oh so my God. roughly 25. That's crazy. Yeah, 25,000 in 2019. 25,000 kill, kids killed themselves in 2019 in America. That's so sad. That's so fucked up. Just males. Males. Oh, yeah, just males. Damn, that's so sad. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, and, and you know, what's that other graph right there that you see going down? Right? Yeah, right there. What's that say? Portion of internet users cyber bullied, cyber stalked in the last five years, age group 2014. Oh, yeah. Okay. 75 to 79. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you're getting cyber bullied. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I think the advent of the internet and social media has definitely played a large role, right, uh, with cyberbullying. But getting back to the point is that 
kids today are more open, you know, with, with the trans community, the gay community, the lesbian community, bisexual, you know, all the, the community as a whole. Um, but then you put the, the internet aspect into it. And I think that kind of throws a wrench in it, but maybe without the internet, kids wouldn't be as open as they are today. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's definitely uh, like, it has its pros and cons. Like there's so many communities, especially like all the kids that are on TikTok now, they're exposed yeah. to like so much, um, especially with the trans and LGBT communities, which I think is so awesome. Yes. Um, and yeah, so it sucks that they have to deal with cyberbullying, but I mean, I deal with that too. Yeah. I get like hate comments and <laughs> what do you do about that? Do you, Honestly, do, do you let it affect you? Do you <laughs> No, Like what the fuck? Like they're taking time out of their day to like talk about me. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> flattery. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's always some fucking creep in his fucking cubicle. That's fucking, you know, it's just like, shut up, dude. You know, they make me laugh. Honestly. Like, have you ever heard of David Goggins? No. All right. Um, David Goggins is one of the baddest motherfuckers on the face of the planet. And um, what he does with his haters, like he's like a long distance runner, right? Uh And so many other things. But um, he will literally video or video. He'll audio record the comments from his haters. And while he's doing like his 100 mile, 200 mile run, just let it play over and over again. Just kind of giving him fuel. That motivation. 100%, right? You know? And so it's like I always wonder, um, you know, because I was talking to one of my friends the other day and she's got a a pretty large platform. And um, and, and she just um, was reaching out to me because like she gets a lot of hate, you know? And uh, and she's like, well, should I delete it? Should I do this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, fuck that. You know, I was like there's there there's a strong point in not reading comments right i know it's hard for a lot of people but as you start to grow um if you consume hateful content or hateful comments and even good comments what they can do to your brain especially if you allow it to get the best of you um but if you or someone like David Goggins or like what you said, right. You know, it's flat. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Right. Then like, <laughs> who cares? Right. Um, but it, it is hard for people uh, that they read all these comments and they're, 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 they're negative. And even though there's good ones in there, a lot of good ones, mostly good. It's the, the bad ones, um, that, that hurt for me though. When I hear, when I read some of like, you know, some bullshit comments where I just laugh, dude, I find it hilarious. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't know. At least for me, I always find the humor in like things like that. Like you have to have thick skin, especially to be in my industry. Um, So, I mean, I definitely do. So it's not like I'm not going to be phased by some dweeb that's like copying some shit. Fuck you, dude. Who cares? It's literally hiding behind a screen. But I know damn well if I was there, they wouldn't say shit to my face. Isn't that so crazy, (laughs) right? It's like people, the things that they say online behind a screen, you know, 99.99999% of them (laughs) would never say those same things to you in person. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why? I don't know it the internet provides like um I guess a barrier yes of course it does so they feel protected behind that but 
know, it's being a little bitch if you're fucking doing that. Like I, I've never once in my entire life uh, sat there at, and went on someone's page and wrote a negative comment. Neither have I. I've I would, never been a hater. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like I would never do no, that. Who, I feel like losers do that. Knowing that hates on another person is nice or good looking. Like yeah. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you're well, probably you're pro- ugly and a bitch. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. <laughs> sorry. It's the truth though. It's like fuck you, dude. Right? Um, it, it's like literally probably some fucking fat dweeb and his fucking troll. Like in this game, fuck this stupid bitch. <laughs> you know, it's like fuck you, man. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, idiots for sure. Um, have you ever had people hate on you in public? I'm trying to, well, I mean, I have like, especially dealing with like the bullying in school, but, um, but like after as, as an adult recently, no, um, it's like I said, like people don't have the balls to like say (laughs) that shit to my face. Um, now if I am rejecting someone, then Oh, I'll hear like a comment or two. It's like, really? Like you were just asking for my number and because I don't want to talk to you, like suddenly I'm (laughs) a tranny. (laughs) Like (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) But um, yeah, I really don't get it that much. To be honest, it's mostly all online. Yeah. Um, Now, unless it's from my family, that's a different story. (laughs) Is that, is that harder to deal with, though? Because like, it's got to be like, um, you know, taking shit from a random person, but then taking that from an, an individual that's your family. That's that's a different story. Yeah, it's definitely harder. I mean, yeah. that's why they're not in my life, to be yeah. honest. Um, it's, it's unfortunate, but um, I do think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, of course. And... I am constantly like surprising myself with how strong I am, <laughs> like the shit I go through. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Like I'm willing to deal with the consequences of my career because I love my job. It's, yeah. it's a dream job for me. So it doesn't matter if I'm dating you or if like you're if a family member or a friend, if my, career my choices um are an issue for you i'm sorry but you don't need to be in my life (laughs) yes absolutely yeah is it is it challenging you know working in the adult industry and then uh trying to date um honestly it what so i was only single i feel like for a short period in my porn career before I started fucking with the guy that I'm with now. Um, So I would imagine it would be a lot more difficult because now I would question, well, like, do they want to be with me just because I'm a porn star, just because I have like a platform or followers or whatever the fuck. Um, It was a lot easier being like an amateur porn star, I guess. I'm like, um, not really having a name for myself because that's how I do know that like my partner does want to be with me. Um, yeah. 
and doesn't consider that as a factor. Yes. Um, but it is hard. Like you deal, you have to like be with someone that has to be okay with you fucking another person, um, on set. So, (laughs) um, I would never like date. I don't shit where I eat. So I would never date another performer to be honest. Um, so there's that, but I do think it does make it easier if you can find someone that has at least been around the industry, might've been with other people in the industry that knows that it's a job and can see that side to it, that it it's very mechanical. Like it's, um, it's not organic. It's not, there's no feelings behind it. There's no meaning. <laughs> like yes. it's literally adult acting. I'm an adult actress. Like I'm acting yeah. like it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. And, but it definitely has to have its, uh, you know, its challenges, right? Cause sex is sex obviously. <laughs> and, um, but if you can find someone that, that understands exactly what you said, and yeah. I totally get what you're saying, um, then it can make the world of a difference. It takes a particular type <laughs> of person to date a porn star yeah. and a particular type of person to be one, I feel. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's definitely another category where it's like, I face a stigma, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it's not all glitz and glamour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, um, y- you know, it is, it is what it is, right? Um, in, you no, know, it definitely, like, once you find that person that is comfortable, like, it's, it just makes it so much easier. Like, I could never imagine being with anyone that is has a problem with what yeah. I do or who I'm shooting with or what type of scene I'm doing. Yeah. Like I'd rather be with someone that's like cheering me on. Of course. <laughs> of like, course. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's just what anyone wants, right? Regardless yeah. of what industry you're in, you, Absolutely. you want your significant other, um, to a hundred percent. So it doesn't matter if it's adult industry or fucking doctor or yeah. whatever the hell it is, right? Skateboard. You want that person uh, to be a supporter and a cheerleader, right? And so it's like, yeah, this is your industry, right? But it is a job, right? <laughs> it's a job, and yeah. um, and and that that's your career. And so it's like either take it or leave it. Uh, but when you have someone that can respect it, right, and see it for what it is then I think that you you can figure it out because it does happen. I mean, there are people in the industry that, you know, have love and are married and this, yeah. that, and the other. Um, do you ever want to have, uh, do, do you ever want to have kids? Um, <laughs> right now I have my Pomeranian, <laughs> my <laughs> fur baby. <laughs> um, what you should have brought. <laughs> I know. I miss him. He's my Pomeranian. Right <laughs> um, but... He honestly is like a child to me. Yes. Um, I do not want like any kids, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't know how good of like a mom I would be. Um, but yeah, so 
that's another reason why I do think I am so good for porn. Because, like, <laughs> I don't have to ever deal with that. Or, like, deal with, like, a kid finding my shit one yes. day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's got to be crazy, though, right? For, for, no, uh, yeah. right? Imagine it's like you have no idea that your mom was doing porn and then. Well, I think about like <laughs> the next generation of all these kids where, where their moms are on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be, I think, stigmas are definitely going to be broken because it's going to be like, okay, well, my aunt like made her bag. Yeah, that. I know, right? <laughs> like, Come on, fucking money. <laughs> well, what's that? that? That cash me outside girl? Like, Oh, bad baby. Yeah, bad baby. Yeah. She made a fucking bag. Yeah, we're like 50 million fucking dollars. I know. It's like I would have done it at 18 if I was smart. <laughs> you know? What do you think it is about OnlyFans that um, uh, people people enjoy so much? Like, you feel connected? What is it? Um, I do think... Well, everyone kind of wants like a peek on the inside of what's really going on like especially with porn stars for example like we're on set for companies like browsers we have a script we have wardrobe it's very unorganic (laughs) like a lot of people enjoy like the amateur style like they want to see um just a tripod and like yeah. or like pov or like yep. um something more real yeah. that they can get off to and i do think only fans kind of opens the door for that yeah. and also a connection like no you're not going to be able to talk to me anywhere else <laughs> like yes. but yes. <laughs> um so i think that interaction is definitely a big um like appeal for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's definitely a big driving force um, for it. Uh, check this out, Tyler. How long's OnlyFans been around? Like, when did they launch? Uh, because it definitely took the world by storm. Um, and I feel it, like before OnlyFans, there was premium snaps. Is that did, part of Snapchat? Yeah, or like a private snap. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? I do. I never participated <laughs> in it, but I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, but this was kind of the next level right it really was yeah yeah Yeah. what's it say uh it came out in november of 2016 damn it's actually pretty old wow pretty old that's old not old but i didn't find out about it until like covid yeah i know yeah i didn't know about it until covid yeah but that was only like four years i mean think about it though because like a it's gotta be a multi-billion dollar company now right like oh for sure right (laughs) yeah like guarantee (laughs) if homegirl's making 50 million dollars what's the value that 900 million as uh, as of 2021. Oh, okay, wow. so, uh, so I'm sure almost there. Almost there. Dollars in 2022. That's crazy. And, and 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 so it's just you're able to connect with these individuals on a kind of more like deeper and real level. Yeah. And I think that is the appeal to it. Um yeah, that's cool. And 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 I like that people are able to do it, you know, because I kind of go back to that, you know, the conversation I was having with Nicole and, you know, it, it is really shitty about about your industry, you know, the way that works and then OnlyFans comes around and kind of flips that on its head. Um so I, you know, I I I I appreciate disruption in any industry. Oh, me too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's cool. Um you know, looking back at your, you know, your career, what are some of the things that you're most proud of 
well, taking home like best new trans girl is like fantastic. such an honor. And um, I'm so blessed. So that was a huge milestone for me. I also am really privileged to be assigned with Hussey um, and have that representation. And also recently I was the first trans girl to ever do a phone sex hotline commercial. Wait, really? Uh Uh-huh. No way. (laughs) The first? The first. Wow. How the heck did that even come about? Um, so the producer was actually scouting, saw my pictures, was like, okay, um, he had done other porn girls before, um, and yeah, I was just the first to make the cut. Um, obviously like phone sex commercials aren't as big as they were, No, they weren't, but... But I used to like them <laughs> when I was a little kid. Just <laughs> anything where I break those boundaries yeah. or like barriers or like shatter that glass. Yeah. It's like those are the best moments for me. Um, being the first trans girl to shoot with some of the bigger names. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So any of those moments, the first are like, yeah. OK, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's I, I look back at uh, like phone sex hotlines and I got in a lot of trouble when I was younger really because I took my parents <laughs> credit card oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and I racked up a massive bill I was like 14 15 years old <laughs> just fucked I got ground I got my ass kicked uh rightfully yeah, yeah I, I got in a lot of trouble but um so funny I, <laughs> it is what, what do you think that appeal is though I mean I I love that you're you're the first one to do it but Especially now with, you know, video and all the things now, like, what would, what is um, that appeal still? Well, I still do webcamming. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of the same type of appeal where they want to interact with me, even though I was just on the commercial. I'm not yeah, really yeah. the girl they're calling yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I figured. But it's like, it's enticing them to like talk with a pretty girl and like yes. that fantasy while they're you know getting their rocks off yes. <laughs> um it's funny i posted to my story that i was like the first trans girl and whatever and the guy that casted me was like oh you got to be quiet about it the executives don't know <laughs> wait they didn't know they d- they still don't know Whoa, well, that's all right. I know. (laughs) uh, It's like, you might have want to hire a girl that's a little more low-key and like (laughs) something you can look up. Just type in my name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I think, especially when I'm doing webcam, like not everyone has their webcam on. Like a lot of people are typing. Some people will have their webcam on, but just like want to use their mic. So it's kind of the same vibe I feel with phone sex. Yeah, definitely. What was the reason that you decided to go with your actual name? Um, well I had done YouTube and like I did the daily mail as Brittany Cade. So I had, I felt like, I don't know, like honestly, I feel like, don't get offended, other porn stars out there, but if you have a porn name, it's kind of a pussy move in my book. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to do it, like, go 
go balls deep. Yeah. Go all the way. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's like, it's your fucking name. Like, my face is attached to Brittany Cade, so it's like... It would just know. make sense. Yeah. How, how did the Daily Mail thing come about? Um, I got on the Daily Mail when I was 17 because I had posted a lot of videos on YouTube, and they were getting, like, Millions of views. I've since like taken some down just because they're so fucking cringe. <laughs> um, but that's honestly where they found me. And um, yeah, I was like super young, but I also did want to share my story and like help other trans youth, like make them feel not so alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it was fun. It was like, I did like a photo shoot in the thing and like, um, so even since then and the whole, I think the title of the article was like, um, boy to girl wants, has dreams of becoming a model. And it's like, it kind of was like a premonition for what was to come. So it's kind of cool. Wow. That's awesome. You think you'll ever go back to, uh, making YouTube videos? Um, here and there, I do think, like you definitely have an advantage over me because I feel like the algorithms have definitely leaned more towards longer content. Yeah. Back in the day, it was more about like a five minute video, like, <laughs> um, and also, uh, they're, they censor a lot of things. They now. do. And they do. Getting monetized is like such a bitch YouTube. What the fuck? I know. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like all the social media channels, they're doing all that. I think the only one that's like step past, uh, uh, releasing the brakes is Twitter, right? Is like, Twitter. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Like it doesn't make any sense where they are seriously blocking and shadow banning all of these yeah. things that, um, maybe because it's not part of your narrative today, but then you look down the road and like, these things are definitely coming out as facts. And, and I, I don't know, I just come from, you know, the, the mindset of I'm a, like a free speech absolutist, right? As long as you're not yeah. doxing anyone or causing like true real world harm, let it all fly, <laughs> let yeah. it all fly because bad speech will always be backed up with good speech and the cream always rises to the top. True. And if you allow one, it, this is we Tyler and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but if you just allow one type of view, right? Like this is very far stretched, but this is exactly what happened in in Germany, you know, during during World War II and in, you know, in, in yeah. the 30s and 40s. And they only allowed one view, any other thing, gone. Killed Censorship. out. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I'm not saying that's where we're at today, because we're not even close, right? But you have to allow opposing views, opposing ideas. Doesn't matter if it's flat earth, round earth, this truth, that truth, whatever the hell it is, right? Like allow it all and the good shit will always rise to the top. It always fucking does. It should be. It's really just, I don't know, disappointing that so many people have to kind of talk in code in certain podcasts just so that they don't like get demonetized or it's another form of censorship. It's exactly it's so it. Fucked. It is. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, and that's why, you know, like love or hate Elon Musk, right? What he is bringing to Twitter is the way that all social media platforms should yeah. run, and mm-hmm. there there is no difference at this point than social media 
in your cell phone. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, a Muslim, a Nazi lover, um, transsexual, transsexual, (laughs) a hater, whatever the fuck you are, AT&T, Verizon, you're going to be able to get a phone from them, right? Yeah. You can say what you want on the phone. They're not going to cut off your service, right? (laughs) The same thing should be applied to these social media channels, right? Because they are the new Times Square. They are... uh, as much of a utility as our cell phone uh, is. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy. I think there's so recently, like, especially with Twitter, like so much growth that has happened. Um, I remember like, especially during pandemic when accounts were literally being marked as misinformation, like don't follow this account. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, Okay, um, I don't know. It's absolutely crazy. It's insane. It is, it is. Like the the monitoring and like. Yeah. It's hard. Like, I mean, I get it. And the label I see. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 go, 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 go. But like being labeled as like a conspiracy theorist, especially during those years. It's like, it's crazy. Um, But I think especially recently people are realizing that um, those conspiracy theorists weren't so crazy no. after all. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know, everything with the pandemic and like the, uh, you know, Hunter Biden laptop leak. I mean, there was a time and point where, you know, before Elon took over Twitter and, you know, during the run up to the 2020 election, where if you tried to send an article that like the New York Post or New York Times one of them wrote about the Hunter Biden laptop leak, they would in a DM, in a DM, they would not, they would, you couldn't send it. Oh they God. would just block it. Right. And then flash forward all this time later with, with, you know, the, the, the Twitter files and everything like that, they are proving that all of this shit was legit. Right. You know, it's like <laughs> absolutely crazy. And and just all the stuff with the pandemic and, you know, it's like and getting Trump off Twitter. And that, that's like, that's crazy. Listen, even if you don't <laughs> like Trump, he was the president of the United States of America and to just outright ban him crazy. was absolutely insane, especially when you're allowing the Taliban on fucking Twitter. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Um, especially when they're allowing, like, it's so many social media sites, like, trafficking and all yeah. this, like, underground bullshit is going on, but they're going to take Trump off, but it's weird. They'll still leave up all these people that are literally breaking the law on so many levels. And they just, you know, they looked at Trump as like the fucking antichrist. And it's just like, listen, man, I, I I've talked about it before. Like I have my own issues with Donald Trump, but like, I don't, I do not think that he should have ever been kicked off of Twitter. I don't think he should have been kicked <laughs> off of Instagram facebook any of the channels right and it's just you want you want whatever the hell he's saying to be heard right because like if you don't like what happens is when you when you block him from all these social channels right like you're just silencing a fucking president and uh, like that's weird to me like that's just wrong like it's not they would never do it to obama they wouldn't do it to carter they wouldn't do it to clinton Uh, why it's because it doesn't this, fit the narrative. Yeah. And I feel like 
cancel culture has yeah. definitely played a huge part in that for Massive. sure. Especially Ma- lately, it's like everything is so PC. You can't go against any narrative. You yes. can't. You have to really watch your mouth, <laughs> and it's it kind of sucks. <laughs> it does. It does. Like you know there. Listen, like we are all human beings. We all make mistakes. We all do good things. And this whole like cancel culture bullshit is absolutely absurd. Even if the person, you know, did said something wrong, right? I think that everyone should for not, not like, obviously if you're like fucking raping people and murdering them, like that's a different story, right? (laughs) But if you said the wrong thing or you miss this or whatever the fuck you, you did. Like I think education is so important and, and outright banning someone without no opportunity to ever redeem yourself. Like if you seriously judged me for all the things that I did was younger when I was younger, you would think that I was the worst person on the face of this fucking planet. <laughs> oh, you would hate me. <laughs> I'd be the biggest bitch and you would. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not the case. Why? Because I got older. I had a chance People to change. grow. They grow. <laughs> I, I, my, I, I started to get more educated. I learned different things. And I became the person that I am today. Yeah. But when you just fucking cut someone off, never allowed again, it's just like. It's very angry mob mentality. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very tribal, right? Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, these um, these social media channels are are very one-sided and they skew to the left and it's oh, like 100 <laughs> it's like anything you say outside of that gone <laughs> and it's just like that's just not the way life is um and it's just not the way that we should be treating our fellow human beings yeah no we're all we're all human yeah do you think that elon musk you know buying twitter for an exorbitant amount of money um is going to start to the changes that'll be made there are going to start to leak over into like the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the. Um, I don't know about Facebook. I would hope that it would be leading an example. Well, look, they brought what Elon Musk brought uh, President Trump back, although president's not he's not he said he's not coming back to uh, Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. Then look what happens. He got back on Instagram and Facebook now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that for so long, they were all just kind of like this tribal mentality. Well, if this person, we all got to do it, right? But now they're (laughs) seeing that, well, wait a minute, you know, we don't need to be like, this is what I'm hoping, right? We don't need to be so tight and rigid, right? Maybe we can allow these other ideas, these other views, um, and it, the whole world is not going to come crumbling down. This is what I'm hoping, right? Yeah. Just from seeing that small little thing of of Elon Musk bringing him back, and then all the other ones, you know, starting to to follow suit. Yeah, I'm hoping that, like, um, especially America, that people are able to really think for themselves a lot more. Yes. Um, and listening to all arguments, yeah. not just the one that you are constantly being advertised. Yep. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, then again, sheep mentality. Yeah. A lot of people just go with what everyone else is doing. And it's pretty unfortunate. Like, I would never be where I am today if I like did what 
everyone else is doing. <laughs> like yes. I've had the most unconventional life. You can think <laughs> of like, <laughs> it's so funny. What do you think that is in a person that, um, when you, a lot of people, if you, this person goes left, 95% of people go left. What do you think it's in a person to go right? I think honestly, it takes having a little bit of rebellion in you. Um, obviously not for everything, but yeah. on things that does it really speaks to you that um, actually you're wrong and I'm right because this is what works for me and this is what I'm going to do. Yes. <laughs> um, but again, that does take thinking for yourself, which a lot of people cannot do, yes. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I think it's it's also important to know. I think a lot of people allow their ego to get the best of them, and they're too ashamed to say that they're wrong when they're wrong. Oh yeah, we all fuck up, right? It's like the news channels do this the best, right? They'll they'll spit out an article, they'll spit out a statement, right? And if it's wrong, they just kind of move forward, and that's it, right? Yeah. And I think that one like one thing that like why people are gravitating towards like these independent news channels like Breaking Points or, you know, Matt Taibbi or Glenn Greenwald or even people like Joe Rogan, right? Is that there, there is no, there's no ego there. There is, you know, there is, there's no agenda. There's no agenda. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly it. There's no agenda. Right. And it's just, you get what you get. And if they fuck up, they admit it. Right. Yeah. They do something wrong. They say something wrong. They admit it. And I think that's the a huge problem that we have today in society is that there's no accountability, you know, for, for your actions. It's like, you know, we, I mean, it's kind of like going back to the whole, like, you know, Donald Trump thing is like with the whole like Russia collusion thing where they, they spit this down. They fuck, they even had me believing it. Right. And they spit it down our throats for, for so many years and then come to find out like, there wasn't a lot there there and what happened they just kind of moved forward right and unfortunately a lot of people today still believe that narrative where they believe that he was super in cahoots with you know vladimir putin and the facts just weren't there yeah it's cuz what they're exposed to yes if they're exposed to just one thing, then they're going to feel a certain type of way. Yes. Like, again, it goes back to that guy that was in jail um, posing as a trans woman to be with women inmates. And it's like exposing that side of the trans community. Like, why? Why? <laughs> like, yes. unless you're trying to paint a narrative that we're some type of sex criminal or perverts or some shit. <laughs> like, yes. And some people really do think that. And it does like, it's again, it goes back to the exposure. Like it's, it's what they're exposed to. That's what they're going to believe. Yeah. So being able to give me a platform like this podcast and like really share my story is really dope. And I think that's why podcasts, have really taken off. Yeah. I think it's 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 important, you know, for people to to hear their ideas and their thoughts 
laid out in a long form type conversation instead of these like kind of like short little clips that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Um, you know, for you, when you leave this planet and you leave this earth, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered for being a nice person and inspiring others to live in their authenticity, um, living their truth without shame, without like, um, dealing with, I don't know, a stigma. Um, and yeah, if I can inspire, and I know that I have, but if I can do it to just one person, then like, I feel like my mission is complete. Like, cause especially growing up when I didn't really have anyone except for maybe I can count like maybe two trans people that I looked up to. Um, all I would ever want was like someone that really spoke about their story, really talked about like the nitty and gritty, the dark, the light. Yeah. And I don't know it. I wish I could have had that growing up. So if I can be that to the next generation, I mean, I, that's the goal. <laughs> well, what does Caitlyn Jenner mean to the, to your community? <laughs> um, so I think Caitlyn is definitely, um, I respect her as a trans woman. Um, I don't agree with, a lot of things she's done. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think that she is representation. And honestly, a lot of people hate on her and I get it, but I do think a win for one of us is a win for all of us. Yeah. So if she's winning this award and people are pissed about it, like let them be pissed. Like the fact that they're giving us this, exposure and um you, you never know like what kid might see that and has never been exposed to any trans or anything like that and it can change their whole life it can um just just hearing trans like and then being like oh what is that let me look that up or like educating themselves maybe they aren't trans and they end up meeting someone, becoming friends with someone that is, and having that education, having that type of exposure, um, it only helps the community, I feel. I do think, especially in my generation, and why bullying was so bad was because there wasn't any education. There was, there was nothing. Um, there was no exposure. There was so many people would say things not even intentionally being offensive that were offensive and it's just because they didn't know. Um, so I do think Caitlin does have that going for her, for the trans community. She is an inspiration to some. Um, and yeah, I love the haters. hate. like you can't, no one's going to be the perfect role model. I definitely am not like taking inspiration, but what works for me isn't going to work for everyone, you know? Yes. Um, 
And I think same goes with her and anyone, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. And and what you said in there is like a lot of times, like especially when I was younger, I, w- I would say things and I didn't know that I was offending people. Yeah. It was just words <laughs> that I said. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until my cousin who's gay, he pointed out some of the things that I, that I was saying and he explained to me why... <laughs> those words were offensive and I was never saying them to be offensive. Right. It was just part of my vocabulary. But then when he brought it to light and explained it to me, I was like, shit, that makes so much sense. And those words left. Right. And, and, and I think what it comes down to is education. Yeah. It's so important to educate society on these different things. And, and then the people take with it what they take and the people that, you know, learn will learn and, and grow from it. And the people that don't give a shit, well, then they're just never going to give a shit. Right. So, but it's, yeah. it's also about education, but also not forcing anyone's views down people's ideas or throat. I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that the more education, the better, um, Obviously, intent is everything. Like, yes. If you just have good intentions and maybe you don't know if you're saying the right thing, but like you don't give off like a hateful vibe. I feel like that's that alone, like to me, shows so much. Yes. I, I meet so many people, especially being the first to do so many trans things, yeah. work with so many companies, directors that aren't really familiar or aren't educated. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they say some things that I know that their intent is good. Yes. And I don't trip out because of it, but I know what they're saying could be very <laughs> offensive. <laughs> to word. other people, yes. Yeah. But that's 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 really awesome about you because it's just like Intent is everything, right? And then it's like, okay, we educate these people and then they learn from it. And the people that have good intent will learn from it and grow and become better, better people, right? Um, But intent is so much. And then it goes back to the cancel culture thing where it's like, this person could have the best intent in the world. They just don't fucking know. They're not educated, right? But if they say the wrong thing one fucking time, the whole community, not the whole community, but this whole group of people, the yeah, the literally the <laughs> just shit on and then throw them away. And it's just like, <laughs> no, maybe if you just took two seconds to explain to that individual what they said wrong in their two second Twitter post, right? Maybe they would have learned and, and taken a lot from it and not do that again. But now when the whole world is shitting on them, they might go the opposite direction, right? Yeah. Um, where it's just like, I think as a society, we just need to be just more caring and and understanding and see where the individual's intent is. You just, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Thank you. No, abs- absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, as we start to wind down uh, and wrap up, I always like, uh, not always like, we're, we're kind of starting this, this new thing where we like to talk about um, three topics that are going on in America and get a person's uh, viewpoint on it. Do you mind if we do that? You're the first one that we're doing this with. Yes. All right. All right, Tyler, uh, you want to pull it up? Okay. So. All right. Let's see. 
share screens real quick. All right, all right, all right. So the first one, no, no, no. Which one was that one? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So have you heard about the um the the objects like there was like the balloon that was yeah. that was shot down and then the three other objects that were shot down? Yeah. So pretty much, uh, let me just read that real quick. It says President Biden uh, sought to, what does that say? I can't zoom in. I don't know. Okay. Uh, sought to ally any concerns and fears about the recent spate of unidentified flying objects, saying there is no evidence uh, the latest three aerial objects shot down are related to the surveillance operation of a foreign nation. We don't know yet exactly what these three objects were, Mr. Biden said, but nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from any other country. What the hell? The intelligence community uh, current assessment is that these three objects were mostly balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research uh, institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. Um, I'll read one more. The president also sought to send a message that the U.S. is not looking for a new Cold War with China. And he said that experts uh, expects to be speaking with Chinese President Xi Jinping, uh, though he did not say when a conversation with Xi would take place. Nonetheless, Mr. Biden also said he made no apologies for taking down the spy balloon. So what are your thoughts about that? Um, I don't know. I think it's crazy how there's like all these news stories that kind of lead towards like or hint towards UFOs yes. and like aliens. Yes. Um, which is very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I would love a little Mars attack moment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, do you um like do you do you believe that there's I do. Yeah, right. Um, I think I don't know, there's just so much that we don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if you've even seen like the article with that like asteroid that was like headed towards Earth or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like there's so much um, I've noticed recently that there's a lot more news articles involving space. Yes. And, um, I'm very curious to what that agenda has yeah. to be. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like that they're um, kind of like like kind of dropping these little breadcrumbs to eventually like tell us or do you think that they will just never tell us? I think eventually. I mean, hello there's still area 51 yeah. and they never talk or no. comment about that. Never. Um, so it's, it should be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, for me, you know, what would be scary is that if there's nothing out there to me, it's this not is all that that's <laughs> alive. Yeah. Yeah. If we're, if, if we're the only thing out, the only that to me is scary. <laughs> Now I don't believe that is probable, right? They've they've run the the math on it, and and it's like statistically not possible. Um, that being said, I mean think about it like this, right? Like, what do we do with animals in the wild, right? We'll tag them, we'll track them, we'll set up surveillance cameras, right? Like, yeah, what's problem. to say, right? Like literally, right? And like, what's to say that these aliens are not doing the same with us? True. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure people are going to like think I'm crazy, but no. I do think that there is, there aliens do exist. Yes. Um, I don't know what the government knows about that, yeah. to what extent. Yeah. Um, and who knows, maybe there will be some type of 
like you said, bread breadcrumbs yes. or disclosure or yeah. something. But I don't know. I don't trust the government for sure. So. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, oh man, there was this one um uh uh um oh man, it was a meme. Um damn it, I should have freaking saved it. I love memes. I do too. Um <laughs> It was, ah, darn it. I don't even what want was to it about? It was like, um, like one part was like people that believe in the government. And then like the other part was like what the government does to you. <laughs> like people that trust the government. And it's like, uh, damn it. Hold on. Let me just, let me just, I'm dropping the ball right now. <laughs> I'm having a complete brain fart. Let me just see if I saved it. Uh, where do I go to my save things in here? Oh, I just clicked the wrong thing. I apologize for the people listening. Cause you have no idea what I'm doing right now. It's just like, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. No, I didn't save it. <laughs> nah, I didn't save it. Damn it, did I save shoulda, it? woulda, coulda. I know, whatever. Okay, um, it was pretty much like one side was like uh, people that trust the government, and it's like someone like really happy and, uh, and like like showering or whatever and then it's like what the government actually thinks of you and it's this dude like pissing on a wall yeah Yeah. (laughs) pissing on him whatever the hell it was yeah (laughs) great meme all right so here's the next one um so what's known about the toxic plume of the ohio train derailment have you heard that one no okay so this is absolutely crazy so uh an ohio town is reckoning with the aftermath of a train derailment that unleashed high toxic chemicals into the air water and ground on february 3rd causing a massive fire displacing residents and threatening public health The derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, near the Pennsylvania border has left residents uncertain and fearful about their town and the toxic mess that raises questions about the area's water and soil. The uh, Environmental Protection Agency has said the air is safe to breathe and Norfolk Southern, the rail company, has pledged to clean up. Ohio government Mike DeWine, Governor Mike DeWine said Tuesday he was not seeing the need for further federal assistance, though President Biden has offered it without the full extent of... Uh, contamination known. However, environmental advocates have questioned this response. Uh, and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro has said Norfolk Southern mismanaged its response to the disaster. Look at this. Uh, is there a picture of it? Oh my God. Yeah. And it's so like, it's, it, I believe it's like the chemicals that make up like PVC pipes and things like that. Oh and, shit. and it's, there are, there was this, um, this, this, uh, individual who, uh, has like a, like a Fox, um, rehabilitation center for like foxes and he had like 12 of them i'm like i'm sorry if i'm like misquoting this but all of them died and they like evacuated all of these people but now like some people are like coming back and they're just going home to like grab this and their eyes are burning and like they can't breathe and and they're saying that everything is okay but I mean, if you look at, um, pull, uh, see if you can pull this up, type in, um, Ohio, uh, toxic plume clouds. Let's see if it comes up. Um, oh my God. it's like these dark clouds that are just, oh no, to go uh, scroll back, go to the one on the right, right there. A day ago. Look at these dark ass clouds everywhere and it's just i mean and then they're saying that everything is okay but i mean there's just no way to really know and i mean you know a lot of times when these things happen it's it's unfortunate because they'll come in and you know maybe they'll pay some medical bills or whatever but they'll make you like sign this thing and then years down the road people get cancer right oh yeah. for sure you yeah. know and it's just like i mean look at this, this is absolutely insane no that's 
That's awful. And you know what the crazy part is? Like, the news is not talking about it as much as they should be. Yeah, I had no idea this was going on. Yeah, like, a- absolutely crazy, you know. Uh, and so we don't need to watch this, but uh, the, the last one is, um, did you get a chance to watch? Uh, <laughs> did you get a chance to watch uh, Rihanna's halftime performance? I'm like the one person in the world that didn't. I'm going to throw this toothpick at you. I thought you would have known that one. I'm just joking. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. What did you think, Tyler? That was pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Did you uh, did you like any clips of it? Um, I saw like the meme of like her <laughs> baby in her stomach while she's like on stage. Yeah. Um, like just like like just uh Turn off the audio real quick. I heard her outfit was like a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah, but like she was like on these like f- deck, I don't know, like these like suspended little platforms, and they were like going up and down, up and down. She didn't bring any guests out, but um, it was still a really cool performance. Did you see the one last year though, of uh like Fifty Cent, Dr. Dre? You got to watch that one if you haven't seen that one. I it's never a- watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I love Rihanna though. Yeah, she's badass, <laughs> man. She's cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Um, I saw her. I went to Barbados. No way. Uh huh. And I got to see like the house she grew up in. They have like a plaque. <laughs> Whoa, was it like? What was the house like? It was so tiny. Dude, pull that up. Rihanna House Barbados. Barbados. I got to see this. When did you go? You can like Airbnb it out there. No way. I want to say last November. Oh, nice. Did you guys Airbnb it out? Did I what? Did you Airbnb it out? Um, That right there? Yes. (laughs) No way. It's it's cute looking though. Right? I mean, I like the paint job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to think, right? They love her over there. She's like a goddess. She does a lot for their community. Yeah. So. I mean, as she should, right? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, but it's, uh, well, that's cool. So you can like rent it out and shit. Kind of crazy that to that. Whoa. Yeah, I know. You she, know. She has one in Barbados that looks like that, too. That looks like a freaking hotel, man. <laughs> Whoa, look at that top view of her property. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's insane, right? I love it. <laughs> you go from this house that's probably the size of this studio to something like that that's like the size of a freaking white house it's insane wow that's incredible yeah definitely definitely <laughs> and she's, man, dude like she did like that 13 minute performance and it was just like banger after banger after banger i was like gosh she has so, so many good songs so she could do a whole fucking concert she could <laughs> like, she could she not could, bring she, out anyone no nah, and she hasn't performed in a long time so it was like yeah. really cool did you know fun fact um that when people perform at the super bowl they don't get paid Really? Yeah, yeah. They get their like performance paid for and flown out and all that whole nine, but they actually don't get paid for it. But like, I mean, come on. I mean, her the exposure, the exposure <laughs> is love. fucking everything. And it's like an honor. I feel. Oh, it is. It's like the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's everything. <laughs> it's literally everything. Brittany, I I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. No, definitely. Uh, Any last words? Anything? Um, I do have a toy line that just came out. No way. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. So they can purchase dildos and um, fleshlights at kinkmob.com slash Brittany Kane. So wait, kink mob? Kink mob. How do you spell that? 
Uh, K-I-N-K-M-O-B dot com. com slash Brittany Kate. I will definitely put that in the thing. Wow. When did you drop that? It just came out, um, I want to say last week. Oh, that's awesome. We did a photo shoot for ev- and everything. It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, how do they make the toys? So I <laughs> had to be, like, fully erect, obviously. And, like, do, like, a life cast type thing? Um, Yeah. It, it's, like, um, so they make a mold. And then they fill the mold up and then they just kind of make molds out of that. No way. That's awesome. That's so fun though. I have a video on my Twitter. <laughs> Let's go. That's cool. That's cool. So does a company like that come to you and say, hey, let's do this? Yeah, I was actually at ABN. Again, I'm the first trans yeah. to ever work with them, which is really cool. Um, and I know that another trans porn star like recently signed with a big toy company so they're trying to like get their own like version of that yeah. <laughs> for their own and drop it so um yeah i'm really excited about it they can get autograph toys at britneyk.com too right. um and i am performing at the t awards this march so if you want to see me win some awards and perform, <laughs> um, they can come out and yeah. What is perform there? Oh, I'm going to perform when my friends um, came out with an album and I featured on one of her songs. No way. Yeah. What's it called? Um, it's called Bigger. All right. <laughs> and um, yeah, we are going to be performing it at the T Awards. She's performing, I think, some other songs, but... I will definitely be up there on stage. Who's the artist? Uh, Gracie Jane. Nice. I love Gracie. Look at you. That's awesome. Yeah, super exciting. So a lot of fun things coming out. <laughs> Where's uh, what what uh, social channels? Where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at Brittany Kate XO on Instagram. Twitter is Brittany. Um And YouTube is Brittany Cade. And yeah, BrittanyK.com. <laughs> it's my only fan, so. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know. Bop, 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 bop. Boom. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll start the check.